For this episode of Wanted, a Midlife Hobby, we'll change gears a little and talk about a more physical hobby. Come along for the ride as we strap on a helmet and talk with Carol Curley and Mary Bennett, two friends from the Baltimore metro area who spoke, um, who speak about their enthusiasm for biking. Maybe after listening in, you'll decide you're not over the hill, but you are ready to get over it. All right. I am very pleased to be here today talking with, uh, frankly, two dear friends of mine, Mary Bennett, Carol Curley. Uh, how are you guys doing today? Great. Wonderful, wonderful. We are going to talk today about cycling, uh, and I'm going to set the stage. This is, uh, out of all the hobbies I've had a chance to talk with people, this is the first time I think this is a truly physical one. I'm not sure you would call magic a physical one, but that would probably be, well, then, of course, yoga. But this is the most physical kind of hobby. Um, and I know that there's different levels for people in terms of participation. And I think that I kind of have read from you guys that you also kind of have, I don't want to call it a level of commitment, but a different level of participation as well. I do want to start with, though, just the basic. And Carol, I'm going to hit you first. I mean, how did you actually get started with cycling in the first place? Uh, I've been biking like literally all my life. Um, when I was little, my parents threw us through our bikes on top of the man and we went to the CNO canal and we would ride our bikes. Um, even on little tiny bikes for miles. Um, <laughs> I still remember doing that. Um, and then Mary and I started riding together when we like junior high school getting, you know, riding bikes was a way to get around. Um, and, uh, we, we haven't stopped riding together since. Um, but now I'm mostly into mountain biking and the mountain biking came about because when my son was 11 years old, I sent him to a mountain bike camp just to have something to do in the summertime. And when he's 11 years old, he can't go out in the woods by himself, but he was hooked and somebody had to be in the woods with him. So I went with him and I learned along with him. Oh, that's pretty awesome. So is it true then, Mary, I guess Carol got you started or were you biking on your own before you guys started biking together? Um, no, I mean, she got me into mountain biking for sure, because that's pretty recent. But no, I was just like her, just biked all the time. It was our way of getting around the neighborhood, how how I would go to her house, how we you know went to school or whatever. And, uh, and we had that really great bike trail, the, B and, the B&A trail. Mm -hmm. uh, in our neighborhood or vicinity and uh that was wonderful because we we would as when we were older and we could drive we would drive to the trail and i loved that trail it was just great because you didn't have to worry about cars and and traffic or whatever and it was just flat and straight and, and we loved it and we would do that um so yeah as a kid i just biked to get around and, and just enjoyed it and then later out of high school in college, I was biking more. And that's when Carol and I started doing these uh, bike, I wouldn't call them bike races. They were normally like, um, like MS races where you would raise money. Uh, but it was a really nice course that you could do. And it was, you know, they'd have rest stops and, um, you know, they usually had different lengths. So you could do a 20 or a 15 or something. You could do a, a 30, you could do a 50, a hundred, you know, and those were wonderful because you could just go and you felt like you were like a pro because you were with all these people and 
what was really nice was the, the, the streets were, you know, cordoned off and you had these stops. So that was a nice thing to do. And, uh, and, that, and then, and then we signed up for the MS 150 and we thought it was 150 kilometers, but it was 150 miles <laughs> over a weekend. And we, we rode from, from Harrisburg to Harper's Ferry, and we didn't know what we were in for for that weekend. But, so at the, um, at the end of the first day, so um, 150 miles is, I don't know, like, was it 90 or 100? Uh, 150 kilometers is like 90 or 100 miles or something like that. So after the first day, we had biked like 75 or 80. And Carol and I were looking at each other like, are we only going to bike like 15 miles tomorrow? That seems odd. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> so even, even while you were on the trip, you didn't realize. We had no idea. <laughs> it was at the end of the first day. We were like, wow, we've really biked a lot. <laughs> right. Oh, no. we're, we're in Mount St. Mary's and we know that we're finishing in Harper's Ferry the next day. And we're like, oh, how are we going to get all the way to Harper's Ferry? In 15 miles. It, yeah. Um, that what that was an awesome experience though. Uh, you know, and, it really and was. yeah, but talk about just being oblivious. I mean, yeah. we just did this craziest things. I mean, but that was back when we were young and dumb. So yes. Why did you and, like it though? So tell me why you liked it, because obviously there's a passion here, right? So what about that particular trip did you like about it? Well, we trained a lot. We actually trained. We trained for 90 miles, not 150 miles, but mm-hmm. we did do a lot of training and that was fun because we would get together a lot. And we were doing the bike trail, the BNA, and we we did all these practice rides, which was which was cool. Like you felt like you were getting ready for some big accomplishment. And um that ride was just so amazing. We we went through four states, right, Carol? It was we went through Virginia, West Virginia, PA, and Maryland. 150 miles and it was all up or down i mean it was so challenging really challenging and i don't think we had trained enough for it to be honest no Um, we spent the night at a college was it mount st mary's mount st mary's college in emmitsburg yeah we spent the night there they had that evening they had bands and food and just all this cool stuff for all the people that were riding and i don't know how many people wrote but it was a lot of people Um, yeah and when we met people, I, there was some some girl and some guy we ended up riding with, ran into people that I knew from Andover Pool that, you know, were on the ride. And, you know, just like it's a community. Biking is a is a community. And, you know, it was just and it's an, an accomplishment when you're done at the end. You're like, wow, what, <laughs> look what we just did. Uh, yeah. You know, and of course they finished at the top of the hill at Harper's Ferry. We had to go uphill. Oh, to to no top. kidding. Oh, yeah. that's I mean, a it steep was brutal. Hill too. <laughs> it was brutal. That's yeah, an incredibly I, steep hill. I have been there. And that's, yeah, yeah I, that's, I, I don't like walking it. How do you bike it? Right, right. But but you spend, so the, the big thing with me about cycling, it's being outdoors. It, it's an outdoor activity. I, I just want to always be outdoors. And, and to me, like, you know, I'll hike and I walk and stuff like that, but cycling allows you to cover more ground in a shorter period of time. You know, when you're walking and you're like, wow, I got to walk all the way around that lake or all the way up that hill. And when you're on a bike, it's just, it's over quicker and you, and you see more scenery. 
And the things that the, the trip you were just talking about, was that all a mountain bike trip or was there, are there, there different kinds of bikes and how do you, what's the difference and what do you like better? Yeah. So no, the, what the, um, that, that ride we were just talking about was road riding. We were on roads, um, which I don't know, back in the day that was in late eighties, early nineties, that's what most people, you know, there was, there wasn't as many trails and well, I was, I was oblivious probably to all the trails and, and mountain biking and all that. Yeah, I don't know if mountain bike riding, riding on roads was, it was, you know, like the primary and all of that was on roads, but with the, um, the CNO canal, like, you know, has been there forever, but the NCR trail, which is right near where Mary lives, um, I don't know when that opened. Um, That's been around for a long time too. Cause I remember yeah. riding it when I was in college was in the, you know, mid eighties. I did ride the CNO. Um, okay. So it has, um, it's been there a while. But like rail trails and yes. stuff like that. So there's, I think that there's road riding where you're literally riding with cars, which I refuse to do anymore because it's just not safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want to be on, on a road with cars. And then there's trails, usually paved or gravel, you know, mostly flat rail trail kind of stuff. And and there's a, there's a lot of that, um, you know, everywhere around. You know, there was stuff that Mary rode down towards D.C. And uh, anyway, there's there's those kinds of trails. And then mountain biking is when you're you're literally riding through the woods. You're on trails. You're on designated trails, but it's natural surface, off road, streams, rocks, roots down trees logs whatever um you know so those are kind of like the three main kinds of biking that i would and then there's probably variations and there's gravel roads gravel bikes and but but the three main um all i do mostly now is mountain biking mary and i still do trails we just finished the cno canal last year um finally how long is that? I, I thought I remembered you telling me it's a long trail, yes? It's like 180-some miles, is that right? Yeah, 180-something. Yeah. But we did it in segments over – we, we finally. <laughs> it was over a 12-year period that we eventually <laughs> – It's not that big of an accomplishment. <laughs> um, see, I could do that a mile a week. Now you're talking my language. Okay. <laughs> we did a little bit more than that. Okay. <laughs> But between my kids growing up and her kids growing up, finding time to go out and dedicate to yourself to riding for a weekend um, was not easy. I think if we did it once a year, we were lucky. There were years that we skipped, like we just couldn't find a weekend to do. Yeah. um, Well, congratulations on the persistence, nonetheless, to know how long it takes. It was uh, that's an accomplishment. So that's great. That's awesome. Yeah, Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. So out of the three types, uh, you know, Mary, which of those three types, do you like mountain biking the best or which do you like best out of those different types of biking? Well, I've always done like road, road biking predominantly most of my life. And now I live near the NCR trail. So that's a flat trail. It's crushed gravel. So uh, I have a hybrid bike. So the wheels are a little bit wider than a road bike. But it, they're not as wide as a mountain bike tires. So it's a real comfortable bike. And I just do the NCR belt mainly just because it's convenient. It's here. I generally don't go on the roads anymore. Just like Carol said, I'm not doing that anymore. And I don't know, the last 
I don't know if it's been three or four or five years, Carol introduced me to mountain biking. I, I think the first time I rode was on one of your son's bikes. Is that right? Mountain bike? Because I don't have a mountain bike. So I rode her son's bike and she took me on a very easy trail so I wouldn't kill myself. And <laughs> it was, fun. I love it because I love hiking. I love being in the woods and I love biking. So it was like the best of two worlds um, when it was easy like that, an easy trail that she took me on. And then later, um, one of her friends was outgrowing her bike or wanted a new bike. And I ended up, you know, getting her bike. So now I, I actually have a mountain bike. Uh, that's a very nice mountain bike. And when I bike with Carol, that's what I use. Oh, that's cool. All right. So Carol, I'm going to come back to you with that question, but there's two topics that have come up here that I, number one is, you know, buying the bikes and all those kinds of things. Somebody who is thinking, okay, I'm going to start a cycling hobby. Like what kind of financial investment do you think they're looking at? So um, I can speak mostly to mountain bikes because I haven't looked at hybrids or road bikes lately, but <clears throat> uh, biking is not cheap. Um, there, there is a financial investment, especially for mountain biking. Um, because if you're going to try to mountain bike, um, you have to be on a mountain bike. You can try it on a hybrid bike and some, you know, hybrids would be able to handle an easy, easier trail, but you're not going to have the best experience. And if you really want to try mountain biking and see if it's something you want to get into, you need to do it on a mountain bike. Um, so to really, to start out with, um, you should, you should test it out before you invest in it. So Mary rode one of my son's old bikes, you know, when, when, they, when they were younger. Um, mm -hmm. uh, so try to borrow a bike. Um, some bike shops will rent demo bikes. So you can just rent a bike for a day. Um, and sometimes after COVID, maybe this will come back to being a thing, but they used to have demo days where race pace, actually race pace doesn't even exist anymore um, in the Baltimore area, but they would bring all these bikes to Patapsco State Park and you could go and give them your license and go, you know, take a bike out for a ride. Um, and that was a good way to kind of test out the equipment um, without, you know, and then just see what kind of bike you like if you thought you might want to purchase one. Um, but you definitely need to get access to a mountain bike. Um, to purchase, now bikes, just like everything else nowadays, there's supply chain issues. Um, it's, not, it's not easy to buy a mountain bike right now. Um, you know, there, there are some out there, but getting the one that you want that works for you, that's the right frame size and everything else, there are certain ones that's going to take, you know, months or a year to, to get what you really want. Um, so, but if you do find, um, and if it was available, I would say the minimum investment is probably six to $800 for an entry level. And that's just the bike, right? Is there other equipment that you have to get beside the bike or, um, you need, you need the bike, you need a helmet. You cannot mountain bike without it. You should never bike any kind of bike without a helmet but do not mountain bike without a helmet. Um, Cause there's a really good chance you're going to fall, especially when you're starting. 
Um, and you need you're not to- selling this very well right now. I'm here to tell you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, so let me just pipe in as a novice mountain bike rider. Um, I think you really need a friend that, you know, Carol was perfect for me. It's like, she knew the trails. She knew the easy trails. She knew the hard trails. She didn't want me to get hurt. She wanted me to have a good experience. So she was really great about saying, okay, here, this is going to be coming up. You got to do this to get over this, or we're going downhill and this is what you have to do. I mean, I had like a trainer right with me. So I think it's really hard to do if you don't have someone that knows, you know, what they're doing. Uh, I, you know, like, I think it's a hard thing, like getting on the NCR trail, no big deal. You just get on it and you go, but uh, mountain biking, I think you really do need to have groups or friends or, and, and Carol belongs to a group. So that would be a good thing to do. Like you so, trying to get into it. What are some of the groups you talked about the community? There's a community out there. Are, so there's groups, there's like resources. I mean, how do you, how do you get connected with people? Are there places that people can go? How do you, how would you tell somebody, okay, I want to get connected and learn more. And how would you tell them to go about doing it? Um, yeah. And Mary brings up a very good point. You, you need the bike, you need the helmet, you need water, you need to be hydrated. Like those are probably the three main things <laughs> that you need. And then you need company. You need a friend. Don't do this alone. I would never, I, I don't ride alone. Um, just because if something happens, you, you know, you want to make sure that, that you have somebody there, but you also need the guidance. So, um, Having a friend, you know, knowing somebody that knows somebody uh, to to take you out, knowing where to start, start on easy trails. Um, there are Facebook groups, Patapsco Mountain Bikers Facebook group, Fairlands Recreation and Parks Facebook group. Uh, you know, just some of the local parks in the area have Facebook groups for mountain bikers. Um, a lot of bike shops have rides they they sponsor rides so uh i've never been on on any and i'm trying to think of who has some now but there there will like on a sunday morning they'll say okay meet at this parking lot or meet at, at you know this this parking area of the park and we're doing a beginner ride or we're doing an intermediate ride um so you need to make sure if you're a beginner, you go to one of the beginner rides. And that way you're you're riding with a, a guide who knows the trails. And as Mary was saying, somebody that knows the trails, they know what's appropriate for a beginner. They're going to give you some guidance. You know, they're not, you're not, it, it's free. So you're not getting, you know, one-on-one attention necessarily. But, uh, you know, there's a group of people, they're going to give you basic guidance and lead you through some trails to introduce you to the trail. And a lot of times, again, if it's if it's a bike shop that's sponsoring a ride, um, you might be able to get a bike from them as well. Um, so uh, that's probably one of your best bets. Go to one of the local bike shops, look at the Facebook groups. I got hooked up with, I don't even know how I originally heard about Muddy Pedals. So Muddy Pedals is a women's mountain bike group based out of Catonsville um, that we meet at Rockburn every Monday night. And um, we we take people on rides. So if you've never been on a mountain bike before, you can show up and we will have a group for you where you'll be with an instructor that will lead you on a ride through Rockburn Park in Howard County. Um, and we have different levels. So, you know, depending on where, where you are and in, in the levels. Um, but the group has uh, 
biking has become a really big thing during COVID. Um, everybody wanted to get outside. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so this group went from you know twenty some women would show up on a Monday night for a ride to now we've got last Monday we had sixty seven people show up on a Monday night for wow. a ride. So but you do like, divide them up. I mean, you don't have sixty people. I mean, you you have like a about ten people. Would you say per group? Yeah, last, group I think level. last week we had like seven or six or seven group uh, ride leaders. And we have the very beginners, you know, just how do you be safe on the bike um, on the easiest trails? And then you can kind of move up through the levels. Um, and we help people basically advance their biking skills to, you know, through each one of the levels, graduating from Rockburn Park, ever going over to Patapsco, where the hills are bigger, the routes are bigger, the stream crossings are bigger, and, you know, just kind of helping you advance. And I have learned a lot just from riding with these women. Um, so my personal skills have improved. Um, and I, I'm, I'm now a ride leader and I help people. It, it's fun because I get to help people. You know, I, I can do it with Mary because I know her and I'm going to help her, you know, teach her. But now just there's tons of women that I have helped learn how to mountain bike and advance their skills and get comfortable on, you know, doing different things. So to me, I'm like you, empty nester. I've got time on my hands. Wow, what do I? <laughs> this is new to me. What do I do with it when I'm done? You know, when I'm done working. Um, and it's been an awesome community, meeting people, making friends, and just having people. You know, there's not a lot of people that I can say I know besides Mary from, you know, junior high school or you know, long long friends that have any interest in going out on a crazy mountain bike ride <laughs> you know, like, it's a very i'm the only crazy very, one okay. very, yes, very the only crazy one to do it with me um but you know it, it's a unique interest um and when you find a bunch of women that are just like you that are like yeah let's do this and you know just have fun and and it's so supportive and, you know, we stop and we practice, you know, if you, if you struggle on an obstacle or something, let's stop and practice that. And let's talk, you know, you talk through it and how would you approach it? And um, I don't know, to me, it's just, it, it, it works for me for where I am in my life and, you know, what I can do. It's also excellent exercise. But biking, biking in general is really good exercise. Mountain biking is probably the best full body workout I've ever had. Mountain biking is actually a workout. What, what yeah. I do on the NCR trail kind of isn't. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could stop. I mean, not that I stop, but you know what I mean. I mean, you can go as slow as you want or you can go as fast as you want. So would you guys be disappointed if I'm saying right now NCR sounds sounds better to me yeah, than that? You, you and me, Rob. You and me. Yeah, and even if you're riding slow mountain biking, um, it's just you're using you're using your brain, your arms, your your core, your back, your shoulders, your leg. You know, it's not just legs. You are literally using every muscle and engaging every muscle because you're constantly moving around. You're you're not just sitting down and riding. You're standing up and you're shifting your weight and you're pulling on the handlebars and you're doing all kinds of stuff. So 
Um, again, to, to me, like I don't go to the gym. I've never been a gym workout kind of person. Um, but mountain biking <laughs> is my exercise. It is my workout. And Mary, do you still go out regardless of the weather? If it's raining out, do you say, do you bag it or do no. you still do it? No, I'm a, I'm a fair weather. No, I only go out when it's a beautiful day like today. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's it. I mean, if it's a little, little bit on the <clears throat> cold side, that's about as tough as conditions as I do, you know. Okay. It's a little chilly, but I'll still go. <laughs> I feel better about I feel better about myself. So I appreciate that. Because that was that was my Carol, I, I could picture Carol, you must be out like in the blizzards too, right? Does the weather stop you or um not in the blizzards. But. That you would you would need uh like you know fat tire bikes that they have at like mountain at, at ski resorts to like try to ride in the in the snow like that. But um you go out in the rain, do you? No, no. Oh, yeah. Actually, mountain bike, mountain bike community etiquette is you do not ride in the rain. You mess up the trails, right? Right. Because you're going to mess up the trails. So like 24, 24 hours after a rain or if it was a substantial rain, you wait until those trails dry out before you ride because the, the, the repeated use and tires going through all that mud it yeah. it destroys the trails um so yeah you need to kind of wait until you're not leaving ruts in the mud um now there's there's certain spots on trails that they never dry out there's a spot in Rockburn that I haven't seen dry in five years you know <laughs> like okay. and and but it has a little way to kind of kind of go around it um but for the most part, you wait until the trails are dry um, because you don't want to destroy the trails. Because if one person destroys them, then they destroy them for everybody. And and again, on the Facebook groups, there's all kinds of people that will give you an earful about why you shouldn't be out there <laughs> on the trails. But people also go and say, hey, what are the trail conditions? Is you know, has it dried out since when since it rained three days ago? And people will post back and say, Yes, I just got back and you know, trails are in good shape. And you know, there's there's ways to get information about the conditions. So you don't ride in the rain. Um, but I have actually started riding pretty much through the winter. Um, this year I I did mountain biking on the mountain bike trails through the winter. And in the winter, um, I never thought I would do this, um, but in the winter, you have to ride when it's below freezing, um, when the ground is frozen. Again, this is for trail preservation. Okay. You need, you need to ride while the ground is frozen, because if you're riding on the frozen ground, you're not going to dig it up. You're not going to destroy it. Um, Isn't it harder on your body, though, to ride in the frozen it's my friends that came out riding with me described it as riding on bumpy concrete yes um because it it definitely feels completely different than the same trail riding now versus riding that same trail in the in the winter when the ground is frozen just feels has a different feel to it um but uh and sands like sandy spots that right now as you're going around the corner in sand you got to watch out so your your tire doesn't slip out mm. in the winter that sand was like solid it was actually easier to ride in the winter because you weren't sinking down into the sand it was frozen so <laughs> so lot, lots of differences but 
it's, you know, it's cold. And, and I actually know some people that wear their ski helmets with goggles while they're mountain biking in the winter for, for warmth, because you need the warmth. It's, uh, but, but you can, I can work up, work up a sweat when it's 20 degrees out. I was sweating like, like, you don't know, you don't know what, but like, um, because you're just getting that much of a workout. Yeah. Um, riding even though it's cold but if we're if we're recommending to somebody who's getting started i'm going to still tell them summer months and then let yourself work up to the winter yes oh yes 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 yeah you don't you this is again i'm an empty nester i can i have time to do these things now um and i that's where i think i'm a little more into it now than mary is because she's not an empty nester yet so Mm -hmm you know, we're kind of in different stages, (laughs) stages of our lives. You can get as into biking as you want. The more you put into it, the more, more you ride, the better your skills are going to be and the quicker you're going to advance you and develop your skills. But if you go once a week or you go once every couple weeks, that's perfectly fine. You can do that. Don't go away. We'll be right back after the break with more Wanted, a Midlife Hobby. So what I'm hearing is that Mary will start biking in the winter in just a couple of years. Is that? Is that- no. <laughs> That's not what you're hearing. <laughs> I am a warm weather person. Anyway. Yeah. Like I said, I never thought I'd be doing it either, but. I don't know. For some reason, I did. I, but fall, also, I mean, fall is really a great time to ride. That's actually a really nice season. The best is that the best time to ride? I was, that's one of my questions is when, when do you guys think is the best well, time to get up there? Spring, depending on people's allergies, spring can be tough. Mm. I don't have allergies, but I love spring. Summer can be too hot. So you ride earlier, late in the day. Fall's mm-hmm. the best. Fall's the best. Okay. Pretty colors. I don't know. What do you think, Carol? Yeah, I, I've always been more of a spring person. I love spring. And and as I'm riding now, I'm looking at the stuff that's, you know, you're riding down the path and I'm looking at what's starting to grow. And, oh, gosh, the other night, um, riding through Patapsco, we're riding through and all of a sudden we're like, oh, my gosh, what is that scent? And something is blooming. We never did really quite figure out what it was. It might have been May apples. I was trying to research it, but but you're just you're riding. All of a sudden, you get this huge area where you have this really cool scent that you're smelling, and we're like something blooming, or, or we know whatever you know whatever it was. And there was different pockets as we were riding that we kept hitting this scent. And we're like, what is it? What is it? Um, but we're yelling to each other as we're riding down the pass. You're like, you smell that? And, it, you know, it was just it was just really neat. So um, I, I I don't know. I'll, I, I like spring, too. It's just like some people have allergies and that can be tough. Yes. Know? Yeah. Because you're going to be breathing heavy. And if you do have allergies, you know, and, and you have breathing issues and stuff like that, I do have some friends that carry an inhaler with them. Um, so if we're out for a ride and all of a sudden they're having a hard time, they'll, we'll stop and they'll use their inhaler, um, just to help them keep going. So, so there's a couple of things that you guys have both mentioned that I'll put in the health and safety category, right? You're not riding on roads with cars anymore. 
You absolutely have to have the helmet, you know, even to the point of the, of the allergies. I mean, if somebody is concerned about health and safety kinds of issues, forget about the sore muscles part. Let's assume that everybody recognizes that's a part of it. But if they're concerned about other health and safety, what would you say to them that might make them feel a little, a little less concerned about the safety of cycling? Is this for mountain biking or trail? I mean, well, you pick, you tell me. The safest thing is to get on a trail. Like an N, you know, B and A, NCR, there's a million trails. There's trails in DC, Baltimore. I mean, get on a trail. It's going to be flat. There's, you're not going to have to deal with cars. You know, just know the rules of the road. Stay on the right, pass on the left. You know, call the people that you're passing and have your helmet on, really. And, and that's, that's just the safest way to do it. Stay, you know, if you don't want to deal with roads and things like that, um, that's the safest thing. Yeah. And especially if you're starting from, from ground zero, getting yourself into some level of physical condition to ride on the trails is a good first step. Um, Because you, you at least develop, you know, some of the leg muscles and, and some strength and conditioning. Um, so, and if you, if you then want to try mountain biking, at least you've got some level of conditioning. Mm-hmm. When, if somebody comes out and they've never biked before and they go straight to mountain biking, it's going to be really hard because mountain biking is hard. And if you don't have any level of conditioning at all, it's, it, it, it can probably be pretty intimidating. You won't be able to do it. I mean, you, you won't be able to do it at some point. You know what I mean? Like, you'll yeah. just, just be getting off the bike and walking because right. it's, it's difficult. Yeah. Right. But but actually, the other thing to keep in mind with mountain biking, um, because it's there's always something that's a challenge that you're going to encounter on the trail, um, it's okay to stop and walk. I'm not big on logs, going over logs. I can I can get over small logs. But there's a certain size log where I just say, "Mm, it's not worth it. I'm just going to stop and walk over it. I could go to classes and I could like try to learn how to get over those logs. But if you don't want to learn, that's fine. Just stop and walk it. Okay. You you know, so there's, so there's when, when, and you'll find anybody that you're going to end up mountain biking with, um, will more than likely, uh, be supportive of you know if if it's if it's too hard just let me know you're going up a hill and and you struggle going up the hill just get up and get off and walk we'll meet you at the top um so it's not like you have to commit to doing it and kill yourself uh there's there's always going to be you know if you have if you're with somebody it'll be a supportive group and you and can i like do it do it at your own pace and don't feel like it's bad if you say, Hey, I can't do this. Okay. So one of the questions I promised I'd circle back because I already got Mary's answer, but Carol, out of the three types of biking that you described, which one do you like? the best? I, um, as you can tell from everything that I've talked about, I, I fell in love with the mountain biking and that is my, my number one. I actually got rid of my hybrid bike. Um, so when Mary and I ride on, on, the, on a trail now, I just ride my mountain bike. Um, but 
it's something the, the mountain biking it's very engaging like i said it's a, it's a really good workout like full body workout but it's also engaging because as you're as you're riding you're you're looking at where you're going and you're picking the line that you're going to take and you're you're constantly thinking i think what i like my, my brain just never stops you know turning um so when you're biking when you're mountain biking my brain is focused on what's that next route that I have to get over, or, you know, you're constantly thinking about, and you're looking ahead and planning ahead and you forget all the other stuff that was running through your brain, your work and, you know, whatever, whatever else is going on. And, and it's a good release and you just focus on your biking until you stop. And then us women, we stop and chat and, you know, at the top of a hill or whatever. And then we're talking and talking and talking and talking. Oh, you think men um, don't stop chat? I mean, this is like draft week. So, you know, no, men, men no. have things they have to chat about as well. That, that, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Whereas if you're riding on a trail, Mary and I oh, can stop. Talk. For five hours straight while we're riding on the CNO canal and That's not true. stop because you're not having as many obstacles and you know other things to deal with. So I, I do still love doing you know the trail rides like that, but um, you know to me on more of a regular basis, the uh, mountain biking is just what kind of sparks my interest and energizes me. Okay. Is it so, so I, what I feel like I'm reading from you and correct me on this is when you're getting started, you want to do much more of the, the, the flat lands, the trails hold, you know, when you get more into it is probably when you kind of graduate into the mountain biking piece. Is that appropriate or? And only if you want to, I mean, and only if you want to. Okay. Yeah. That's right. Right. Yeah. Because there's nothing wrong with just always do, you know, ever there's tons of people that just do trails and mm -hmm. that's what they like. Now, I, I do know a few people that don't really bike much and went straight in the mountain biking because they knew somebody like me or a friend of mine that, you know, mountain bikes. And they said, oh, you should, you know, try to join us. And the people that are successful doing that are already in really good physical shape. You know, like they go to the gym, they do hit workouts, they, you know, lift weights, they they already they 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 run or, you know, do some type of cardio. So if you're already physically in really good shape, but you've never biked much just because that's not your thing, I have seen a few people be pretty successful jumping straight into mountain biking when they're already, you know their body is ready for it okay well that will not be an issue for me i can assure you uh i'm not uh you know i i am in shape it just happens to be a round somewhat pear looking shape so um but but so, and that leads me to a question and this is a highly personal question coming from me but my biggest problem with cycling i could not get a comfortable seat to put it in very blunt terms it just hurts my butt and i don't That's know very 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 common question. How do you especially fix that? for men. Yes. Women, I every man I know has this question. So how do you fix it? How, I mean, how do, how does you, how does have to, you have to get a good seat? You have to get a seat that and you, and it's really just you have to just try different things. Um, yeah. but you definitely have to wear padded shorts, mm. I think. Right, Carol? Yeah, I they're like the, the the bike and the helmet and are, are like the number one things. There's a few other 
touch points that are optional, but I, you know, that I personally would recommend, um, the padded shorts. I, I always wear padded shorts. I know a lot of women that don't wear padded shorts or even men, but you know, whatever it's personal preference, um, and gloves, um, not, not that the gloves are super padded, but it just, it, if your hands are sweaty, then your finger's not going to slip off the, you know, the brake um, while you're riding. And it just gives you a little bit of protection uh, as you're going through trails. Sometimes you get scraped up with, you know, stupid branches sticking out or whatever. The I always wear full finger gloves all the time, you, you know, all, like year round, I'll wear full finger gloves. But the big thing with the seat, for one thing, when you're mountain biking, it's not as bad because you're not always sitting down. If you're on a trail, you're sitting down on that seat for hours at a time, you know, kind of a, the same position, repetitive motion. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're mountain biking, you're you're shifting your body all over the place. So there's a you're lot not necessarily of sitting on the seat. Really. Yeah, you're not you're sitting down. You're, you're standing up. If you're going downhill or you're coasting flat, most of the time you're standing up. And so you're using your, your legs and you're not just sitting down. Um, even when you're going uphill, you're shifting your, you know, your body weight forward. And so it's not just the same repetitive motion, the same repetitive position. Um, but even mountain biking, there are mountain bikes that that you buy in, in a store, they come with just like a really skinny hard seat. You know, now I upgraded mine to something that's a little nicer. It's still mountain bike seats are skinnier than than a lot of other bike seats, but um, but uh, it might still a little more padded. Now I have a friend that was having problems, and she went. You can have a bike fitting. You can go to a bike shop. Patapsco Bicycles is where she went, and they did a fitting, and they had her sitting on a pad like a memory foam kind of thing that measures your sit bones. And based on that, they rec- they can recommend an appropriate seat for you. Just With, please tell me they don't make a butt mold. That's, that's all I need to hear. Is that, no, they don't. Okay. They, they don't make a mold. But, but that just, when I heard that recently, it blew my mind. I was like, wow, that is so cool that they can... Yeah. They can figure out exactly, you know, based on on that, like measure, they basically get a measurement from it and they can say, okay, your seat should be this length, this width, this much padding, you know, whatever, and can help make sure you've got something that's going to give you a comfortable ride. Yeah, something tells me that when you started biking as a kid, they probably didn't have that option. So. No. <laughs> no. Now, my first bike might even have had like a banana seat or something. Well, everybody like had that. the banana bike. Everybody yeah. in our age group had the banana Until bike. Until we got, point. Mary and I both had Soma 10 speeds uh, that were bought, probably both of them were bought at the bike shop in Glen Burnie, which yep. has a been there forever, but they I still weighed 50 that. pounds each. Yes. <laughs> and they were Those 10, are the bikes. Well, speed. that's the bike I did the 150 miles with. Oh wow. The Soma that was like lead. You yes. had a nice, you had a nice uh like road bikes of uh, yes, I had upgraded light. A tour but I had that hunk of lead to <laughs> ride. It was horrible. Yes. Yeah. 
Oh, right. The other funny thing about that trip was back in the day, we didn't have bike helmets. And that ride required every rider to have a bike helmet. So Carol and I, of course, again, last minute, oh, crap, did we get the helmets? No, we didn't. And we had to pull over at some bike shop and buy helmets on the way to the ride. Yep. Oh, that? wow. Yep. yep. Oh, wow. Oh, Our first God. bike. And we have not ridden without helmets since. Yeah, I always have a helmet on. That sounds yeah. smart. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, I want to ask you guys then, you've given a lot of good advice, a lot of things that anybody listening to this, you know, um, I, I'm going to give you a two-part question kind of all wrapped in one because a lot of people who listen, they are probably holding down some sort of full-time job um, or at least they have, you know, wherever they are, time is an issue. How would you say is the right way to go about managing time? And how would you tie that into like one piece of advice you would give anybody who's thinking about getting started? It's really like getting it on the calendar, but you also have to look at the weather. So, you know, I'm always looking at the weather, like if it's the weekend, like can I ride Saturday? Just, you know, what's, what's it going to be like? And if it's rainy, I just don't go. So but it's just putting it in your calendar. I mean, the way Carol and I did the CNO Canal, I mean, it was it was hard. It was really hard to schedule it. But once it was in your calendar, you know, it might have been five months away. We, in January, we talk about May or June when we could do it after the kids were out of school. Right, Carol? Yep. And just put it down. And then we always had another, like a rain date. We're like, okay, I can do it this Saturday and I can do it this Sunday. Let's put it in the calendar and hopefully it'll happen. Fantastic. Carol, one piece of advice for anybody listening who wants to get started. Yeah, I think trying to make it a routine, um, scheduling, you know, it it all plays into scheduling. So um, with the mountain biking, knowing that Muddy pedals every Monday night from April through September, they're going to be riding. You just try to make a conscious effort and just say, okay, if this is something I really want to do, let me try to do that. And knowing that you meet people there and there's other people that are going to be there and you, and, you know, to kind of just make it part of your routine, if you really want to do it and and make it part of your like fitness, you know, aspect of your life, um, and that that really goes into the no, number one piece of advice is find a group because this is not something again the mountain biking is not something that you want to do by yourself um so finding that group kind of blends in that make it part of your routine because then you have people reaching out to you outside of the monday night ride saying hey you want to meet up on saturday morning and ride and, you know, it just be, becomes part of what, what you do, again, if you really want to do that. Um, trail riding, if you really don't have a group or can't find a group or aren't interested in running with others, trail riding, just going out by yourself and just like flying on the trail and let your mind, you know, wander wherever it wants to wander on its own is, you know, a, another great thing to do because I, I, I still, you know, like that as well, but um, yeah, that's, right. I, I think finding, finding the group is, is then the support is key to success. 
Okay, well, if you live near where Carol and Mary are, look for Muddy Petals or one of the other groups that are nearby. Otherwise, I'm sure there's a comparable group uh, near you. Uh, I want to give a big thank you to both of you. Carol and Mary, thanks a lot. This was a lot of fun, so I appreciate it, guys. No problem. Thanks. Thank you. It was fun. All right. We'll see you. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to check out our Instagram page, which is at midlife underscore hobby, or follow us any place you can find podcasts, including Spotify, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts. And if you like what you hear, please subscribe, rate, and give a review on whatever platform you use. Also, I'd love to hear thoughts and suggestions about other hobbies or speakers. Send an email to midlife.hobby at gmail.com. I'll do everything I can to follow up with you. Special thanks goes to Robert Holden for this episode's inspiration around hobbies. Robert is an inspirational speaker who leverages his work on psychology and spirituality when he hosts the PBS show Shift Happens. And he says, make a commitment to having fun. See your best friends and make time for your hobbies and passions. Hope you'll join us next time for Wanted, a Midlife Hobby.